Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store, but before we jump into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to tell you about one of our amazing partners, BetterHelp. Listen, do you ever feel stretched too thin or in over your head? It's so helpful to have someone qualified and capable to process with in moments like that. I know I found that to be true with my counselor, and here's why BetterHelp is such a valued partner of ours. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own life professional therapist and you can send your therapist a message anytime they'll respond to you and you can meet in a convenient private online environment you can start communicating within 24 hours and schedule weekly video or phone sessions it's a priority to better help that they facilitate great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change if needed better help offers services worldwide in fact they're recruiting therapists all over the united states because of the demand and their licensed professional therapists have a wide variety of specialties they can counsel through self esteem or grief, stress, depression, and anxiety, and more, meaning that the right help is available for you no matter what you're facing. This is not self-help, and it's not a crisis hotline, but it's convenient, professional, affordable counseling, and it's always confidential. I want you to start living a healthier life today. As one of my friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over 1 million people and so many of our friends who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P p.com slash that sounds fun. Now I've got an important question for you. Which city am I going to get to see you on in the next leg of the that sounds fun tour? Will it be Greenville or Seattle, maybe LA or Denver? Y'all, these shows are the most fun with comedy and fun coaching and a special guest. And if you go to my Instagram, I think you can see who they are and a live podcast recording in each city. Grab your tickets at AnnieFDowns.com slash events. I cannot wait to see you out there on the road in just a few weeks. Today on the show is one of my dear friends, Christy Wright. Christy is a number one national bestselling author and inspiring personal development speaker. She's the host of The Christy Wright Show, which is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And besides recognizing her from when she was on the show before on episodes 12 and 94, you may know Christy from speaking across the country at women's conferences at Fortune 500 companies and her own sold out live events. I have loved getting to be a part of her business boutique events over the years and seeing how many people her work has impacted. Her new book, Take Back Your Time, The Guilt-Free Guide to Life Balance, is going to be so helpful to so many people. I can't wait for you to hear about it. So here's my conversation with Christy Wright. Your lipstick perfectly matches your shirt. Um, thank you. Did you do that on purpose? Uh, no, it's the only color I have in my purse. It just happens to oh. match today. <laughs> I, my dream, <laughs> in a world where I had unlimited time and unlimited money and sure. unlimited ability to emotionally choose something that may not be good for the world. Love this scenario. I Go would. on. <laughs> Can I join you in this scenario? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Because you get to answer next. Okay. I would have lips and nails match whatever I'm wearing every day. Oh. I don't, I don't see you having nails that match whatever you're wearing. I see you with glitter nails at all times. Uh, no, I, w- I mean, I would like to have a glitter signature nail sure. at all times, of <laughs> course. But I think in a dream where I wake up in the morning and there's and, and I feel like this is a good yeah. use of everyone else's yes. time, which yeah. is one of, besides sure. the finances, I also would not hire this kind of friend to work for me <laughs> that did my makeup and my nails and my hair every day. That'd be great. I just would love for the nails, and I'd like to pick a shirt or an outfit, and then someone go, okay, here's the nails you need for that. Here's the lipstick you need for that. Mm. But then you have to make time to get your nails done every day. 
Don't have it. Don't have it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Take Back Your Time, Christy, right? Your book that came out yesterday. No, but I mean, okay, so if 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 money didn't matter, if your moral compass of how other people use their time to help you achieve what you need to achieve in your life didn't matter. Sure. All these are out the window. Yeah. What 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 kind of thing would you do? I think just someone do my makeup every day. Mm-hmm. I hate doing my makeup. I oh, like the result. I don't like doing yeah. it. I just yeah. Yeah, that's such a simple thing. And I think really a lot of there are people that actually do that, which must be great. Yes. I, yeah. I am not one of them. Yes. But like just my brows alone, I'm super blonde. And so just filling in my brows to show that I actually have a face is, is effort. <laughs> Otherwise, you're like, she's blurry. Every- There's something there, <laughs> but we don't blurry. have features. Is that what happens? <laughs> she just got is blurry. Is that what happens when we can't see eyebrows? We think they're blurry yeah, as a it, person. It, everyone feels like they they don't have their contacts in or something. Like my oh face my might not gosh. be there. Christy. <laughs> That makes me so. I've never. I've seen you with no makeup on, and I've never thought you didn't have eyebrows. I've never thought you were blurry. Mm, thank you. So I, I just think said, I've maybe. always thought you were a full person, <laughs> head thank to you. foot. So kind. Um, happy book launch. Week. Oh my gosh, it's such an exciting time when you're like, "This is my baby in here, world." Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, here, what, do it's you, out there. what do you feel like? What does it really feel like this time? This is book number five. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, so this is more than, more than one. Devotional and planners. It depends on if you count planners. If you count planners, then yes, five. Okay. And and this one, Take Back Your Time has a planner that goes with it, right? Well, the goal planner just helps you do the it. Yeah. Oh, and that that other idea is in process. Just just okay. Just right. trying to get right. people to just get on board with my idea, which you know I'm not going right. to give up on. That's right. No, I don't want <laughs> hey, you to. January 2022. If you see something, you know I got that thing through. Everyone, <laughs> just send send some prayers. What am I working on it? Your uh, forward by Dave Ramsey is like he's like. I tried to get her not to do this thing. And you and know that actually happened. Oh, like, Because sure. you know us. You yes. know that that's exactly how yes. it was. And he's like, I'm going to put her on stage and let her fail yeah. so she'll learn a lesson because she won't quit being a bulldog about this. And then this topic, even in a room that was probably more men than women yeah. about life balance, yeah. was majorly impactful in that audience. Yes. Well, you know, you're, I know you're all about the Enneagram and you do this on yeah. the show all the time. I'm an eight. Mm-hmm. So I can't do something, challenge accepted. So I'm like, you hate this topic. I will talk about nothing else except this topic (laughs) until you love it. Um, And real talk. So this is funny. Um, So tomorrow night I have an event and it's Take Back Your Time Live. We're doing it here in the office, live streaming and so on. Well, a few weeks ago when Dave and I were talking about it and the the event team and I are like planning because Dave's going to be speaking at it too. We're kind of talking about the content. And so we're like, okay, well, Dave's like, we're like, we're thinking, Dave, like you can do kind of like a live version of the forward. Like you tell your version of how this whole thing came to be. Which is real talk how it came to be. We argued for a decade. And then here's the book, finally. I just love, I mean, that's one of my favorite things about you and him and and how you create your resources that I use constantly and read, that you actually don't do anything you don't believe in. Well, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that's that's a very... Um, aside from being a Christian, that's a very eight thing. Mm-hmm. It's like everything has to be something I believe in. And yeah. if I believe in it and others don't, well, just I'm not going to give up. Yes. Like I will not stop talking. Yes. And so it's funny because this topic, as much as we joke about it, uh, life balance is a phrase. That, and Dave Ramsey's not the only person that hates this phrase. There's a lot of people. There's probably people listening right now. It's like balance is BS and, right. and they roll their eyes at the word. Yep. But what's fascinating, Annie, is despite everybody's many feelings about it, good, bad, everything in between, we can't stop talking about it. Right. I've, I've been a business coach for 10 years. The number one question I'm asked is not a business question. Mm. It's this question. How do really? I balance it all? Yeah. And that's what made me want to tackle it because I'm an entrepreneur spirit. I'm a problem solver. And I'm going, man, I feel this strain in my own life mm-hmm. with three kids and a lot going on. 
I see everybody else experiencing this. Kids or no kids, men or women, business or career or stay at home, doesn't matter. I've even been talking some, to some people in their early 20s out of college and they're like, I feel so stressed and stretched yeah. too thin. And so it, it made me Is go, that new, though? I want to do our, this. Did our grandparents feel this, Christy? I don't know that mine did. No, I don't think they knew the word balance. They would have never said, I feel out of balance. Yeah, is it <laughs> like, because, but is it because our lives are busier? Well, surely. So if you, yeah, if you look at the history of work, like, I mean, if you want to go way, way back to even like Henry Listener, Ford. Listener, she did her, she did quotes. Yeah. Work. Well, quote, the reason, I, I mean, the history meaning like, okay, let's go back and look at the generations. Uh-huh. Henry Ford first really kind of came up with the 40-hour work week. So they put some boundaries around that you should have a life versus this like, you know, 16-hour days every day. Uh-huh. Um, and then you start to look in, okay, fast forward a little bit. Baby boomers, you know, they had gone through hard times, so they were just thankful to have a job. So it's kind of like, go to work and shut up. I don't want you to complain. I walked, you know, school uphill both ways in the snow. And so you have that where there's a real intolerance for the word. But then that generation's kids, okay, so the baby boomers' kids, they were very much, they saw the effect that had on their family of working all the time and, and that kind of hard, hard edge to them. And they wanted more balance. That's when the phrase started coming in, when women were coming into the workforce in the 80s. And trying to figure out, okay, what's this new dynamic? Because women traditionally since the 50s did all the housework, all the kids, all the everything. Yeah. But now they're entering the workforce but still maintaining that at home. And they're... So it was just this weird in between. Well, now, since 2007 when the iPhone came out, you have a completely different level of expectation of the merging of your worlds. Quarantine obviously brought that last yes. year in a whole new way. And so there's a ton of variables at play that lead to us being anxious and, as I would say, out of balance. Uh-huh. But I think the connectivity is probably the biggest culprit because we're on all the time. We're connected all the time. And we're always faced with all the opportunities. You know, as an Enneagram 7, it's like, oh, but that good thing and that good thing and that fun thing and FOMO. And I, and so all that combined creates this perfect storm where the way that I've been talking about it recently, and this is what um, my heart behind it is, um, and I know you talk about fun, and I, I think that this is actually a piece of it. I think people are missing their life. And they're not just missing it scrolling. They're missing it they're missing it walking around feeling like they're failing. Yeah. Like they're missing the very beautiful things that are happening while they're happening. And they have this narrative beating them up that they're failing. They're failing at work. They're failing at home. They're failing in life. We don't know what balance is. We're just sure we don't have it. We don't know what we're supposed to do with our time. We're just sure we're doing the wrong thing. No matter what we do, it's somehow the wrong right. thing. And so the message of this book is not about how to do more. It's not about productivity, efficiency, multitasking. We've tried all that. Right. It's actually a message of freedom. That goes, you're doing better than you think. Yeah. And I want to show you how you can do very simple things to align your time with things that give you joy and fulfillment that actually lead to that sense of balance. Because what, what I have found is we say we want balance. We can't stop talking about this word. Whether we hate it or not, we're like, yeah. how do you have balance? How do you balance it all? And what I have found is that despite all of our analogies, okay, we've got the juggling balls, spinning plates, walking the tightrope. Right. right. I can do all that, Annie. And still feel out of balance. Yeah. I've tried that. And I've tried, oh, I just need to wake up earlier. Yeah, I need to wait. I need a better morning routine. I need a new app. I need to multitask, be efficient, be mm-hmm. productive, stay mm-hmm. up later. And we're exhausted. Yeah. We don't feel any more in balance. And so it led me to ask a different question. What if balance isn't so much something you do, how you balance it all like a verb? What if balance is something you create in your life where you could be balanced and still be busy? Where you could be balanced in an out-of-balance world, where balance looks more like peace, being confident in your choices, being proud of how you spend your time, and finally shaking the guilt. I think 
that's what we're really after. I think it's not about the calendar. It's about enjoying the life the calendar yeah. represents. The the frustrating thing for me is when I feel out of balance, when one area of my life is getting more attention or more of my time. I've heard you say this a lot on business boutique events that, that being, uh, let me think of how you said it. You can't ever be you're never 50% here and 50% there. Yeah. You you need to be 100% at work and then 100% at home. Like you, yeah, present, aren't I yeah. remembering how, that's well, how you teach it? Well, well yeah, you, know, you got it exactly right. It, we think of um, life balance as a 50-50 split between yeah. work and home, and that's not realistic. Right. It's really about being 100% present where you are. Yes, yes, And yes. that helps you shake the guilt. Yes. That's a piece of it for sure. And, and the problem for me has been, okay, if, if so mine can be work t- gets a lot of more yeah. of my attention than um, it I don't like shooting people. Right, but right, yeah, yeah. Where it gets a lot of my attention. And other places suffer. Well, you neglect them, yeah. The problem is if something goes sideways at work, it feels eight degrees deeper than it actually is because I'm giving my everything here. Nothing should go wrong. Right. Right? Yeah. Whereas, like, if there's balance, you're going, hey, I'm I'm doing my best in all these places. Of course, there's going to be mistakes. But when you're out of balance, so are your emotions, so are your feelings, yes. so are your... And then when something goes sideways in the place that you thought, I put everything there. Yeah. I'm unbalanced. I decided to put everything there, and now something messed up? Yeah. Well, that... Now, I, now I'm spinning out. Well, and you make a really good point, because I think that... We have this unspoken pressure that we're going to do everything all the time. So it's like we could be rocking it at work because that's the right thing to do in this season. We're all in. We're working long days. We're traveling on the road. You know what that feels like. And that's actually the right thing for us. But then often what we do is instead of focus on that and, and we're proud of that, we yeah. say, yeah, I'm doing what I set out to do. We focus on what we're not doing, those areas we're neglecting. And right. then we just feel guilty. And, and it's that narrative that we're failing. So you do the, I, I use the example of the to-do list, but you could use it with a calendar or anything. You got 50 things on your to-do list. You get 47 done and you go, oh, the three. You just beat yourself up for the three. Right. Well, if we live our whole lives focusing on where we're not, the thing we had to decline, the thing we didn't show up for, the, the thing we didn't get to yeah. on our to-do list, then of course you feel guilty because you're spending your entire life focusing on where you're not and what you're not doing. But yeah. here's the thing. In place of those couple of things you didn't get to or didn't spend time on, there's a long list of successes. There's a long list of things you did well. And so I want to help people shift their focus, not just spend their time on the right things, but then acknowledge that they're right and be proud of the fact that they're right. You know, we had the Olympics this summer and an Olympian training for 60 hours a week. That's right for them. That's the right thing at the right time. A a mom that just had a baby and she is just trying to get a shower a week and (laughs) trying to get some sleep. That's right for her right now. Yeah. Someone getting their business off the ground or fill in the blank. Launching a book, in my case, to your point, there are going to be seasons where one area gets more of our attention. And that's not something to be ashamed of or feel bad about. Yeah. It's actually the right thing at that right time. And so you give yourself grace to choose what's going to fall below the line. But then to your point, when you put when you put a lot of your eggs in that basket or you're focusing on that, we do have this heightened emotion because that feels right. like it's the thing it's at that the time. Thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of the tips you put in the book is you said have a weekly calendar, yeah. but then you said have a blank weekly calendar. Yeah. Why do you need to have a blank one and the one you fill out? So uh, it, it's an exercise I walk you through and how to create your ideal schedule. Yeah. Because what people struggle with is they struggle by looking at their existing calendar, which is full. Okay, they, the, their plate is full. It's full of commitments, and they can't see the forest through the trees. And so it's like, I don't know what's right. I don't know what's not right. I just try to move the puzzle pieces around, and it, it's hard to think clearly uh-huh. when you're in the weeds. So the idea is get out of the weeds, and I want you to take a blank calendar, and then I walk you through step-by-step step how to create your ideal schedule. First, you add things you have to do, like yeah. work or take your kids to school or whatever. Then you add things that are on your current calendar that you want to do. So these are things in alignment with my priorities, things that give me life, things that are mm-hmm. fun, things that you know, are moving me towards the direction I want to go. 
And then you add new things that maybe you've never had time for before, like a date mm-hmm. night or a workout or a hobby or whatever, starting that business. And what you'll find is what you're left with is your ideal schedule. And of course, we know we can't just flip a switch and work that overnight. Yeah. But what we do is we look at our current schedule and we begin to make incremental changes. So let's say my rule of thumb, it's super loose, but around 25% a week. So maybe this week you're like, oh, wow, there's a volunteer commitment. My heart's not in anymore. Yeah. I'm going to find someone else to fill in. Okay, I really need to go to bed earlier. I'm going to set an earlier bedtime. I can start that this week. Yeah. And then next week, okay, I'm going to backfill on this, that, and the other. And 25% per week, you make these incremental changes in a month. You should be working your ideal schedule, yeah. but that clarity comes from having a blank slate. It's really mm. hard to think clearly when you're looking at the mess you've been living in for yeah. a long time. In the beginning of the book, you tell a story of writing down. I would love for you to retell the story if you don't mind, but finally making a list of everything you had to do Yeah, and then counting <laughs> up the hours. Will you tell that story? Yes. Yeah, so this is May of 2016. And I would love to say that was the last time I felt overwhelmed. It's like, no, this is <laughs> just one of the many I was examples. reading it, I was, we were on the road with yes. Business Boutique. Yes. And I remember thinking we were both doing the event. And when we weren't on stage, we were working on something else. Yes. We were not just sitting around in between. Hanging out. No, we were. And, and I remember as, as I was reading it, I was like, man, Christy and I were on the road a ton then together. And right. Cause f- mm-hmm. business boutique started in 14, 15, 15. Yeah. So we were on the road 16, 17, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought it was really interesting. So tell the story about writing all this down. Well, it was one of those things where I kept saying yes to things in a vacuum. They were all good things. They were all things I wanted to do. They were all uh, great opportunities, all separate. And then because I said all these separate yeses, I started to feel the weight of having to deliver on some yeah. of those things. And, and, and I started to feel like I was literally in quicksand. I was yeah. like, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. By the way, I was pregnant. I was five months pregnant. So I'm right. exhausted. With your to, second. Yes, trying to prepare for maternity leave coming up and all that. But we're launching a podcast. We were launching my coaching group, the Business Boutique Academy. We were still doing events. Like it was a lot of new things that we were launching. And I was creating every word of every content for all of them. So one day um, after I had said all these yeses and was feeling the weight of them and I felt like, I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm in right. quicksand. I can't, I can't keep my head up. I sat down and tallied it all up. I looked at the hours needed between that day and when all that stuff was due. And it was around a month or so, I feel like. Sorry, the hours I had available in that next month. And then the hours needed for all of those things I had committed to. And I literally did not. It was like something like 400-something is what I had. And I had less than that yeah. or, or more than that I needed for the work. And that was if I never ate or went to the bathroom. Right. Like, it was like, right. That was like the most unrealistic. Right. And I was like, oh, something has to change. I literally don't have the hours to yes. do all the things. And yes. so so no one probably remembers this, but at that time we were going to launch the Business Boutique podcast in May and we bumped it to like uh, August or October. And it was a result of that yeah. come to Jesus moment yeah. of I literally, no matter how fast or hard or smart I work, yeah. it's too much. When and, I read that, I thought I actually need to sit down and I, I think it would actually be a very good reality check. Yes. Because a thing that I don't like is when other people say, you are so busy. I'm like, you don't actually know. That's not fair. You don't know about my life. Like, <laughs> you don't know me. You know my schedule. <laughs> but even in my own head, I want to make sure I'm telling myself the truth. Yeah. Of like, oh, you are too busy. Yeah. Or B, you keep feeling busy, but you're doing 32 hours of work a week. Right. So why, why aren't you telling yourself the truth? Yeah. I think that's so much of what you're saying and take back your time is like, Maybe tell yourself the truth about how you're spending your life. There's such an element of personal responsibility and self-awareness. So a lot of the questions I ask you in this book are not surface level. Let's rearrange the calendar question. It's like, why did you say yes to that thing? Yeah. Was it because your two-year-old actually cares about wearing a monogram smocked outfit to church? (laughs) 
or is it because you want people to think you're a good mom? Why are you stressing yourself out about making homemade cookies for everyone in the neighborhood? Is it because they actually need them and it matters or because you just want to prove yourself in some way? So we really peel away the layers. And I am the first to admit I'm guilty of so many of these things, of trying to earn love, of trying to prove myself, of trying to, you know, overdo it to show I'm a good mom. But what's interesting, Annie, is if we, if we don't stop to ask ourselves some of these questions about our motivations, to, to be honest with ourselves, as you said, then we're going to work really hard for a life we don't even want to live. Right. And we're going to work really hard, but end up becoming a person we don't like and a life that we don't like. And and I have been down this path where I am obsessing over the wrong things. I'm exhausted trying to control them with my kids or with my work or whatever. And I actually become an angry, anxious, uh, controlling person. And I'm like, uh -huh. this is not who I want to be. So one of the, you know, the, the thesis of the whole book is life balance is not doing everything for an equal amount of time. It's about doing the right things at the right time. And when you do that, you feel the sense of balance you've been looking for. Yeah. And so I walk you through five tactical steps. I love tactical because it's like, show me what to I do and I'll do it. you teach us like that. And so step one is decide what matters. Well, that can be hard. To what to your point earlier about the calendar, I don't know. Gosh, everything feels important. Yeah. Women, women in particular, we're bad at prioritizing. Everything's created equal. We're just going to multitask and run faster to get it all in. But but because that can be hard to answer, I ask you a different question. I say, okay, let's look at this differently. Instead of asking yourself, what do I need to do or what do I want to do or what matters? Ask yourself this, who do I want to be? Mm. Who do I want to be to my family? Who do I want to be in my work? Who do I want to be in life? What do I want to be known for? And when we ask ourselves that question and we write down even just three to five adjectives, and it can be specific to your season, like, hey, in the summer, I want to be fun mom. I'm at the lake hanging out. In the fall, I'm hardworking Christy, and we are on the road. Yeah, you know, like it can yeah, change yeah. based on your season. But it gives you clarity about what to do when you know who you want to be, because yeah. then you begin to put things in your calendar that allow you to be yes. the person you want to be. Yes. And so it's, there's something powerful in that reflection and taking it to a deeper level, yeah. and it makes decision making easier. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our incredible partners, Indeed. When you pay for a job site, you should know what you're getting. Get Indeed and only pay for quality candidates that match your must-have requirements. When hiring is challenging, and it usually is, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even the interviewing. Now, you know I'm about hope, but you can't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed, and you get them the moment you post a sponsored job. Indeed knows how important it is to make the most of both your recruiting hours and dollars. With Indeed, you can save time and money by setting your must-have qualifications and only paying for the quality candidates that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, y'all. Join more than 3 million businesses, including us, who are using Indeed worldwide to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to update your post at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Offer valid through September 30th and terms and conditions apply. And now back to our conversation with Christy. We were hiring for the That Sounds Fun Network, and we gave our job description to the business, our business coach. And he said, well, who's doing all of this now? And we were like, 
we are. Like that's women, why we're hiring <laughs> women in the workforce. We just show up and do the whole job, all of it. Like we just do the whole job, and so like someone had to do it, so we did it. So everyone we know that are working in their homes or out of their homes that where they've started small businesses or they're running their home is their job. Women just. Everything's we just equal. Do it. We just do it. We have to do the whole job. Right. It just, what other choice do we have? Right. Is what I often say. Yeah. And so for our friends listening who feel that everything's equal, yeah. I feel that, Christy. Yeah. Everything's equal. How do we start sorting that out? Is it making the list of how we're spending our hours? Well, it comes down to prioritizing. And as tactical as that sounds and as like not fun as that sounds. I don't know how. Here, here's the thing. When you say it all feels important, it does feel that, but it's not. Right. That's it's what just you're not. Yes, yes. It's just not. So here, here, here's let's let's talk about priorities. And I dive into this in the book, but I, I love teaching this because I like calling out my Christian friends on this because Christians <laughs> can be pretty bad about this. So I'll talk about priorities every now and then. And here, uh, one of my, my Christian friends might say, well, I know my priorities. My priorities are— Are all your Christian friends Southern? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know I love a good, a good dramatic effect. That's right. Let's do it. Um, my priorities are God, other, self, and, uh-huh. in that order, and amen. I'm yeah. like, that is, that is a— beautiful Sunday school answer. That didn't help me manage my Tuesday. Yeah. So I'm going to need you to look at this from a more practical standpoint. So here's how I break it down in the book. Yes, we all have a set of fixed priorities. These are concrete. They are basically in stone. When push comes to shove and all hell breaks loose, this is what matters most. Of course, my kids fall above my work on that list. Right. Now, thankfully, we don't live in a world where all hell is breaking loose most of the time. Right. So what we need is we need a separate set of priorities that are what are call, what I call flexible priorities. Mm-hmm. These are more current, specific, and relevant to the season you're in. So you look at your season and even within that your week and even within that your day and go, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to put things, my top three to five things, in order of importance. So mm-hmm. everything is not created equal. My time is finite. And instead of trying to shove it all above the line, like we do, like if there's a line of cutoff where something's not going to make it, we just try to shove it all above the line and say, I can, I can multitask. I can run faster. I can wake up earlier. Things will drop. They always do. But the problem is, unless you intentionally decide what makes the cut and what doesn't, then you don't get to say in what drops. You don't get to decide. And yeah. the wrong things drop and the wrong right. things fall. And that's where your guilt comes from. So oh, instead, I'm just going to say, design this and say, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, most important. I'm going to decide what makes the cut and what doesn't. So when you do that, here's what's so powerful, Annie. You're choosing your yeses and you're choosing your noes, yeah. and you don't feel a victim to your noes. Now, let's go ahead and acknowledge there are some seasons, and I'll use my last two seasons as a teaching example here. Yeah. There are some seasons that are just easier in life, and so more things make it above the line. This summer, I was fun mom. I had a clean house. I was working out, seeing my friends, getting more. All kinds of stuff made it above the line because yeah. it was just a little bit easier season in general. Right now, <laughs> right now, right. <laughs> three things. Yeah. Three things make the cut. Yeah. That is launching this book, and that is first. And yes, it's above my kids. Mm. You know what that means? That means if I get an opportunity to go to New York or go on a speaking event instead of be, have dinner with my kids, I'm going to go. Yeah. Because I'm saying in this season, my practical, flexible priority is that work yeah. comes first. Yeah. So I'm launching the book. Second is family. Anytime I can see my kids outside of that. Yeah. And third. And your husband, Matt. Hi, oh, Matt. Sure, sure. <laughs> family. Yeah. Family all together. Third is seminary. I'm in seminary, which is ridiculous. I didn't know that. Wait, you didn't tell me you were in seminary? I know. It's really... St- it's just- oh, I do know this in the back of my head. Yeah, as soon as yeah. we start talking about it, yes, I remember. Yes. Okay. Yes. I remember. Sorry, sorry. Okay. So only those three, because all three of those are super consuming, yes. make it above the line. So you know what's not making the cut? My house is not clean. I'm not seeing my friends and I'm not working out. I was about to say, we're not going to uh, Vegas right now. We're sure not. No. We're sure not. So I could walk through my house and I can step over toys and not feel like a failure. 
Because I look at that and I go, girl, you're reading 300 pages a week on Revelations. Okay, you're doing great. You're doing great. This is not the season to have a perfectly kept house. Right. That was that season. It will come again. Just because something's not right right now doesn't mean it'll never be right again. But Mm. I need to focus on what's right right now that gives me permission to be proud of that and shake the guilt of things that that are not going to make it above the line. So I'm just going to choose, hey, going to let those toys go. And I'm going to be proud of the things that do make the cut. I really need to be better at this, Christy. As you're saying that, I'm going like, yeah, the things that are falling stress me out because I haven't decided what purposely gets to stay above right, the line. Right. Except I'll say work. Well, that, right. that doesn't actually work in our jobs because there's 15 things in our work. Right. And so just to say work is above the line is going to make something fall at work because I can't be that undescript. Well, and we don't, do, this goes back to the calendar, which is the tactical, that's step three in the path where you put everything on the calendar. But this goes back to the calendar where sometimes we don't, um, we don't feel like we ever are successful because we never define success. Yes. So what is success in work? How many hours is success? Yes. If you don't define it, then of course there's always work left to be done. And that's some of the problem, Annie. It's, it's With your kids, it's never enough. With your house, it's never enough. With your work, it's never enough. So you always feel like, gosh, if I can just get it done, then I'll rest, then I'll have fun, then I'll be proud of myself. And it never gets done. And so you mm-hmm. never get there. And I'm just, I'm trying to show you how to, in a tactical way, define success yeah. so that you can work toward it, achieve it, be proud of it. And, and be happy yeah. with how you're spending your time. It's interesting because I think I'm. there's a couple of pillars that don't move in my life. Mm-hmm. But you very kindly write about the book, How I Much do. I Care About Sabbath. That's right. And my like 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. is pretty like non-negotiable. Yeah, leave me, me alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is a benefit of my life place. I do not have small kids. I do right. not have other people in my house. There will come a time where this hopefully is not an easy couple right. of hours in my life, and then it'll be easy again. Like, right. you know, I I have two friends that are empty nesters right now. Right. They can do whatever they want in the mornings. Right. So I have a couple of those, but this feels like you're, what you're asking us and teaching us and take back your time is, okay, so here's here's A level, here's B level, here's C level of like some different ways to prioritize to make sure you're getting to live the life you want to live. Well, and it just, it puts you back in the driver's seat. You're already in it. You just have, lo- you've, you've forgotten it. Uh-huh. You already have this control. You, uh-huh. Anything on your calendar is something you put there or you allowed to be there. We're uh, not victims. That's it. You allowed it to be. Yeah. yeah. We're not, we're not victims. <laughs> someone, someone called, I took a call on the show the other day and she goes, well, I just need help with all these things that sneak on my calendar. I go, girl. <laughs> They didn't sneak on there. You put them there, allowed them there. So let me use an analogy because I think this prioritizing piece is really powerful, and I love visuals for for teaching. Yeah, yeah. I use an analogy in the book of my house. Yes. So, Annie, real talk. I cannot keep my whole house clean at one time. It's not because it's that big. It's because my kids are faster at messing than I can clean. Two boys and a girl. Yeah. And they all move on their own at this point. Yeah. None are babies that can be contained. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is what we're working with. So I've gotten I've gotten realistic with this. It's like, could I spend every minute cleaning? Yeah, but then I wouldn't enjoy my kids. So I want to enjoy my kids. So then I've narrowed it down. Okay, if everything in this example, if everything's not gonna make the cut, what makes the cut? So I've chosen three rooms. My kitchen, my living room, and my bedroom. I spend the most of the time in those rooms. I want them to be clean. So I work hard, and they're clean Mm -hmm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. The bonus room, the kids' rooms, the deck where toys all live, and they're going to be messed up two seconds later. I let those go. So that means I choose that no. Now, this sounds really simple, but that means that when I walk in the playroom, and it's a disaster— I no longer think, oh, you're failing. You need to clean this yeah. up. You need to get up here. You need to pick up these toys. That, whatever, you know, that narrative, that tape is no longer there because yes. I look at that and I go, oh, I chose this. <laughs> I chose this mess because this no yes. that I'm letting go 
represents a better yes somewhere else, time better spent somewhere else. Because let me tell you, 530 to 7, I want to be playing with my kids, not cleaning up after my kids. And so the undercurrent of everything I'm teaching in this book is a message of of empowerment and freedom to set you free in your life where we can get rid of that guilt. That's why I love the tagline, the guilt-free guide to life balance. I'm like, what we're really fixing here isn't so much a calendar problem. It's a guilt problem. And then, oh, by the way, we'll fix the calendar too. That's right. Um, You know, we get questions from our friends on the AFD Weekend Review email on Fridays. We say, hey, Christy's coming next week. And I love it. Then they ask questions. It's awesome. Marilee, sweet name, asked this. I think this is a great question right along with lines of this. She's asking, how do you transition well? So how do you let go of an old season and go into a new season? Yeah. And what are some guardrails to hold on to? So when you're thinking about what you prioritize and what you let go, how do you transition yes. season? So you're single, you're getting married, yep. you're pregnant, you're having a baby, you're going to a new job, you're moving to a new city. How do you do that well? I I love this question. The fact that she, Marilee, Marilee, I love Love Marilee. I love this question because she's realizing that it's happening and most people don't. So here's one of the things we do. We have a baby and then we put all, keep all the pressure on ourselves that we had before kids and wonder why we can't do it all. You're, I tell people all the time when things change, things need to change. So real quickly, I'll do the, the layout of the path of the book. So it makes sense in this answer. So life balance is doing the right things at the right time. How do you do that? It's five very easy steps. Number one, decide what matters. Number two, stop doing what doesn't matter. Mm. I won't even get on my soapbox on that because we all do that. (laughs) Step three, create a calendar that reflects what matters. Step four, protect what matters with boundaries and saying no. And step five, be present for what matters. Because even if you create the most perfect schedule in the world, if you're not present for it, you miss it. Now, here's the thing. This path is designed like a cycle where you follow it in any new season. Ah, so smart. so where we tend to think of priorities as this set it and forget it, our season changes and we hold ourselves to the pressures and expectations of the last season. Right. So the very, and I actually talk about this in the chapter on seasons, but the very first step is to acknowledge that you're in a new season. Yeah. Acknowledge, oh, wow, it used to be, this used to be really important, but now, you know, I have this health diagnosis. I've got to take care of my body. I've got to go to these doctor's appointments. Yeah. Okay, things have changed. So what yeah. needs to change in this new season? Or man, one of my kids is really struggling in school. They need a lot of help. Or I'm getting my business off the ground. This is taking yeah. a ton of time. So what I want you to do is first acknowledge I'm in a new season. And the second thing I want you to do is look at what needs to happen to adapt to it. How do you need uh, to adapt yeah. to the season? What do you need to let go of that mm-hmm. no longer serves you, that's no longer makes the cut in this yes. new season? Yes. And what do you need to add? Maybe you need to add, hey, I'll, I'll be honest right now. The I realized this about a week and a half ago. Almost all day, every day, I'm on camera, and just using my face at that level of enthusiasm, my face muscles, I think I actually need more sleep at night than I normally do because I'm so tired by the time I get home because it's not meetings and writing. It's my face and performing and talking, so I've started to adapt. And, get, and go to bed earlier so that I can adapt to the season. So the, the first step is to acknowledge it. The second is to adapt to it. So I, I encourage people in any new season, go back to step one. Yeah. Decide what matters in this new season. Yeah. Stop doing what doesn't matter in this new season. Put it on the calendar this new season. And you got to get yourself so on it. out of the guilt of... So if you think about working out and you go, I had so much time. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, in this season, that's not above the line. Right. And if you don't acknowledge, like, that is okay that that's... But I'm not failing... No. Because it's below the line. You're deciding. This is, this is my choice for this season. Yeah. It will come back above the line. Yeah. And not on January 1st because it's new year, new you, but because when the right time comes. Well, and I think it comes back to what we're talking about because I give you several questions to ask yourself to help you make decisions when you feel stuck. You don't yeah. have to go through these every time. But sometimes when we feel stuck in a decision, we're not sure how to move forward. And we ask ourselves all these other questions like, well, you know, is it a good opportunity? Well, I guess I should say yes if it's, it's like uh, the, right. a good thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. Listen, so, talk about 
about dating relationships. Yeah. A good, the right guy at the wrong time is the wrong guy. That's right. right. And so the, the most basic question I would share with someone to, to help you constantly assess your season, even your week, even your day as yeah. things change is what's right right now? What's right right now? What's right right now is working a 16-hour day. What's right right now is taking a vacation. What's right right now is a Sabbath. What's right right now? And then it just frees you of that guilt because, again, I want to focus people. I want to not just help them align their time with what's right. I want to focus their attention toward it where they say, hey, I'm not going to focus on the fact that I'm not working out. I'm going to focus on what I am doing. I'm fill in the blank, launching a book, taking yes. care of a parent, taking yes. care of a newborn. What a, You look for the good and the the success in what you are doing and watch how that transforms your appreciation of it and even your enjoyment of it. You enjoy your life more when you focus on what you're doing right instead yes. of feeling guilty for what you're doing wrong One or what you think you're doing wrong. that came in was about the level of anxiety one of our friends mm. feels over being a small business owner. Yeah. And you deal with small business owners all the time through yes. Business Boutique and yep. through your coaching and all the stuff and through Business Boutique Academy, yeah. which I I love. Yeah. I mean, I lo- I'm such a, you know me, I'm like such a Business Boutique fangirl because I've been at almost every You're conference. You're basically part of the family. I know that. I hope so. I feel yes. like I am. Yeah. But it feels like what you're saying is that some of the anxiety that some of us as business owners feel may be an opportunity to reprioritize. It is that. And I will just call out my business owners for a second. It, there's, an, there's a lack of prioritizing because a lot of us are creative. A lot of us have 100 ideas a second. They're all brilliant ideas. And we get distracted by squirrel every two seconds. Yes. And so we feel scattered because we are scattered. Mm. So there is something to prioritizing. But there's also something very simple to just writing it down. Wow. Like yeah. have a plan because our <laughs> minds are so creative. Yeah. Um, I think it was David Allen that said our mind is for having ideas, not holding them. And we mm. try to hold them. And yes. so your brain is burning so many calories, working so hard to hold all these ideas and organize them and sort them and prioritize them. Put it on paper. At the beginning yeah. of your day, ser- seriously, write down, if I get nothing else done today, mm-hmm. I want to get these top three things done. It, wow. it will force an unfocused person, a creative, to yeah. focus. It gives yeah. you a system in order to do what you say you want to do and even do what's most important because a lot of entrepreneurs yes. do a lot of crap that doesn't ROI in their business. Right. This is going to focus you on what's going to have an actual result in your business. I think um, Craig Gersell, I love how he talked about this at Entree Leadership two years ago, and he said, our ability to succeed is not about goals. It's about our systems. Mm-hmm. We have systems by intent or by default. So like as oh, an example. Oh, you're living in a system whether you plan to yes. or not. Oh, so okay. my system of hitting snooze 400 times in the morning <laughs> sucks, but it's a system. Right. You can fix your system. Right. And so. Um, Me dumping two loads of laundry on my bed. Sure. That's a system. Sure. It's not the best system, but sure. that's the system I've created. And the one we all use, yeah. by the way. Right, right. Um, he also has a great quote. He said something like, um, weak systems make great leaders look bad. Because Yikes. even if the leader's awesome, if the, the system. system sucks, yeah. then you're going to have pitiful results. And so there's something to entrepreneurs to having the discipline to put on paper a plan, your priorities. It could be so simple, y'all. I'm talking a sticky note or a napkin with your top three things you're doing today. Yes. Just so when that new idea pops in your head around one o'clock after lunch and you're real excited about it, you're not going to act on it because you freaking have your top three things you need to do today. Focus on those things and follow through. And put it on tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. That's why, I mean, you don't need... You can capture them. Yes. Sure. Yes. But we just, man, we're... And there's there's something too that is just part of the magic of entrepreneurship is the scrappiness. Yeah. And like fly by the seat of our pants, we're addicted to the adrenaline. Oh, figure it out as I go, which is so awesome. And also like at some point, like get it together. Like get sophisticated and have a system. Yes. If you've done this thing 400 times, stop reinventing the wheel. Like put together a system for the thing. 
Hey, friends, just taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to one of our amazing partners, Thrive Market. I absolutely love being a member of Thrive Market. Thrive is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. As the weather cools down, I get geared up for my soup making. I love it. And Thrive keeps me stocked on the canned goods and bone broth I need for all my favorite soup recipes. The fact that they deliver them right to my door makes it that much better. It's so convenient. Ordering from Thrive makes my very busy life a little bit easier, and I love sharing that kind of thing with y'all because I know you're busy too. We all are. With Thrive, you get the chance to give back through their Thrive Gives one-for-one matching program, which I love. Every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low-income family, and that's in addition to getting affordable, healthy foods and beauty products. Thrive has an amazing selection of high-quality health foods, and you can shop their site according to over 70 eating plans like keto or vegan or gluten-free. It's a one-stop shop for everything you need, organic groceries, clean beauty supplies, safe supplements, and non-toxic home goods. Thrive Market works directly with all of our favorite organic brands so that you get the highest quality products without the retail markups. So go to thrive.com slash that sounds fun and join today to get $20 off your first order and a free gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun to get $20 off your first order and a free gift. Thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to finish our conversation with Christy. When I started my company and started doing this, and it was me and an intern or me and a part-time assistant or whoever was, I lived and died by lists Mm -hmm. because I knew that I would never get my job done if I didn't. And I was trying to build the thing, right? And the lists matter List matters so much. I didn't need a fancy app. Yep. Let me just tell you about Annie. Okay. If Annie in 2021 was starting a new company and was yep. listening to this, starting a new business, starting something, I'd go, okay, well, all I'm going to do tomorrow is find all the right supplies. Yeah. I'm going to go get the new pens. I'm going to find the right app. And I'm and Annie, real Annie would say to you, do not do that. Mm-hmm. Get it. Pull out the calendar you've already been using and make a list for tomorrow. That's right. Do not spend four days of this work week. That's right. Figure, there's only three more days left. Yeah. Don't spend three more days of this work week figuring out how to have systems just start your systems. Yeah, just start doing something. And I think you make such a good point because so many of us are so creative and we have so much fun, but then we get poor results then we feel like, oh, well, see, I knew I was never cut out for business or, oh, the business is just overwhelming. It's like, no, you can be a better steward and focus on this thing. And I think it's one of those that if you will simply have the discipline to write it down and have a plan, you will get the results that you want to get. And it's just having the discipline to do it. When I used to get to run the business boutique Q&As, people ask this every time. It was one of my favorite things, Christy, because you would always say, don't let them have the microphone. You (laughs) hold the microphone and let them talk into it. And they would pull and they would want. And I was like, no, I am am stronger than you. I do this every weekend. Every time people say, when do I hire an assistant? Mm. When do I hire somebody? So will you talk to our friends who are starting businesses? When do you have someone start cleaning your house? If you don't, if that goes below the line for you, when do you hire an assistant? When do you hire a business coach? When do you hire a CPA? Like, when do we bring other people into the business to help us take back our time? Yeah. Well, you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it at the mathematical way, which is where you literally give yourself a dollar per hour rate. And when you would be paying yourself more than you would be paying someone else, you hire someone else to do that. Because oh, you you would then, I'm going to go, say I make $75 an hour in my business. I'm going to work my business for $75 an hour. I'm going to pay someone $25 yes. an hour to do this versus me doing it because that's too expensive yeah. for what I'm paying. Or does the, it take you six hours to clean your house? Right. And it will take a cleaning team right. one hour right. to clean your house. 
Right. Yeah. Um, I tend to lean more towards the um, more kind of like uh, ambiguous way to look at it, which is when you want to. Right. Do you want an assistant? When you freaking hire want to. I don't care what you think your hourly rate is. If you need help around your house and you can afford it, get it. If you need help in your business, get it. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes we can get so caught up in the math and the percentages and justify. And man, I'm just going to call out women for a second. Women are freaking the worst at investing themselves, paying for things. They will not. All the women that come to our business boutique conference, which is happening uh, in a few weeks, I guess it's October 14th and 16th. Their husband sent them Annie. Their husbands bought them tickets because they would not buy themselves tickets. And it kills me because there's something in in us going on there with worth, which I I won't get into. But I, I think the best rule of thumb is if you can afford it, whenever you freaking want to, yes. you just get it. But something you said a minute ago with entrepreneurs that I want to make sure I, I hit on because we said this a second ago. In life or in business, you have to define success. Yeah. So when I became a certified business coach a decade ago and life coach, we learned one of the most basic things at the beginning of a coaching session. We were sitting down doing a coaching session. I said, Annie, what do you want to get out of today? And you'd talk for a minute. And I'd say, okay, so so what do you want to get out of today? I would ask it about, five, okay, so so how would you define success? So when we get to the end of our session, if we've done this, we figured out a job description for your new hire, yeah. that will be success. I'm going to say it about four or five times because it's going to force my client to identify what they want so that I, as the coach, can drive toward it. It's difference between counseling and coaching. Yes. 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 And so, so if you don't define success in your business, in your life, in your day, mm-hmm. then that's why you feel like you never hit it. Yes. It's not because it's not possible, mm-hmm. but it's because you can't achieve something you never define. Yeah. So define what, what does success look like today? Yeah. If success is, I'm going to play with my kids all day, cool, name it, and then don't you dare feel guilty that you didn't get work done. Yeah, that's right. Because you named success is this. That's right. Do it in your work, do it in your business, success is... And then if you have margin left over afterwards and you want to tackle some of those creative ideas that you captured on your napkin, Mm -hmm. cool. But define success so you know what you're aiming toward. It's going to help you actually feel that fulfillment you want. Yes. I mean, that is why taking a day to rest, Mm -hmm. you go, my goal today Mm -hmm. is to not work. Mm -hmm. My goal today is to not open Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the end of the day, you go, hey, look at that. I actually did the thing. I said from this time to this time, I was not going to open any Mm -hmm. work things. Yes. And I did it. So one of the things at practice I've started doing, because as we were talking about priorities, you can set them for your season and they're a little more high level. Yep. Uh, then you I did up, love that, though. I love that section on yeah. how to set your seasonal yes. goals. Your I season will that. determine what's important And this to is you. why people need to go ahead and get the book today because this is why, I mean, we're entering quarter four, October, yes. November, December. Yes. So set a season, yeah. your seasonal goals. Yes. Yeah. What's a priority? But then within that season, there's going to be a week that maybe it's a little different. It's like, uh-huh. hey, this season, it, this is what the priorities look like. Even within that, so Sunday night's our time, my husband and I's time that we connect. Hey, what have you got going on this week? Yeah. I'm working late. I you're taking a soccer. That, like, yeah. it's just a good connection point for families or, or your team or whoever, yeah. you know. But then let's say that I set some goals on Sunday and I'm like, I'm going to do this, this, and this this week. Well, Thursday comes around mm-hmm. and I'm freaking tired. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like accomplishing all these things that I set on Sunday when I was bright eyed and bushy tailed and had all this energy. Yeah. That's the reason that even within the season, I still encourage people to each day, start your day. And I mean, this is a two-minute exercise, Annie, two minutes. It takes no time. You just start your day and go, okay, let me check in with myself. How am I doing? How am I feeling? So with that in mind, what do I want to do today? Because here's what we do, and I I think everybody does it, but entrepreneurs definitely do it, and women definitely do it. I know that much because I am am both, and I work with both, and so I see this. We wake up, we pour our coffee, and we run. (laughs) And we never check in to see how we're doing. We never even consider ourselves in our life, in our day. So there have been days that truly a Thursday I'll wake up and I will sit down for two minutes and go, how am I doing and what do I want today to look like? And once I check in with myself, I go, 
I'm putting zero things on my to-do list today. Yeah. I just need to get through the meetings. I just need to get through the, mm-hmm. the kids' dinner and bath time. Mm-hmm. That That's all I've got in me today. Yeah. And when you stop being this cruel taskmaster in your own life, wow. you actually enjoy your life more and you yeah. enjoy yourself more and you, wait for it, consider yourself before you pile that work on each season, each week, but even each day, just check in with yourself and go, what does success look like today? But but how am I doing before I pile on the work? Right. We call it being a good friend to yourself around yeah, here a lot. I'm yeah. like, how would you speak to a friend? That's right. That's when good. They, what, when you woke up and said, what, yes. how are you? That's how right. are you today? It's the first thing you say when you wake up next to someone. Right. How are you? You're right. right. You know? Right. Uh, man, that is really good, Christy. Uh, what did we not say? You want to make sure we say? Is there anything else um, we didn't cover? So one other thing I see, and I'm guilty of this, Annie, is... Um, kind of in light of all these ideas that pop in our head. Yeah. Creatives yes. do this. Entrepreneurs do this. Women do this. Our minds yes. are running 100 miles an hour. Here's what happens. Here's the scenario. You, t- I want you to chime in and tell me if this you've ever done this. Yes. Okay? You know me so well that I'm sure I do. But. I'm sure you have. Okay. <laughs> so an idea pops in your head. This happens 100 times a day. Yes. And it looks something like this, like, you know what I could do? <laughs> I could handwrite thank you notes to uh-huh. everyone uh-huh. that has ever bought one of my books in Nashville. All of my Nashville <laughs> friends. Gosh, I love those people. They have supported right. me. That's what I, yes, yes. I could do that. Yes. Okay. Starts as that. Starts as a could. Uh-huh. Somehow, mysteriously, over throughout the day, it turns into I should. It turns into a should and I've we gotta, should people uh, around well, here. I've got to write these thank you notes. I've got to go to thank you notes. Where's the thank you notes? i got to sit down. No, I don't. You know, i, I got to write at least five lines so they know that they're i got to get envelopes, stamps. Where's the stamps? i got to get stamps. got to go to the post office. And you are stressing yeah. about something right. that you, that started as a could. Check your coulds. When they turn into shoulds, go, who decided Ooh, it's a should? Who right. decided? Because it probably was a stupid could that popped <laughs> in your head that you turned into a burden and you let it be a should. My, That's right. My best friend Jenny just, <laughs> she just sent me a Marco Polo. You know, we love Marco oh, Polo. we love Marco Polo. Everyone in their 30s and 40s loves a Marco Polo. <laughs> right. <laughs> my sister's like, you're so old. We don't use that. She's oh, like 17. so much. Um, and so she sent me a Marco Polo a couple weeks ago and she's like, yeah, I mean, you could hear the anxiety in her voice. She's like, yeah, I just decided like when my kids went back to school that I was going to go back work, to work part-time and like I'm, I'm getting my job and my resume and like career builder and LinkedIn and like I just don't know no, I've been out there. like you can she's frantic yeah, stressing yeah. her kids have been in school for four and a half minutes okay they've been in school like no time right so I sent her to Marco back yeah. you know me here we go yeah. yes you're my best friend <laughs> but you're about to get coached here yeah, we go yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said you know what's so crazy Jenny I was like um you decided that you were going to go back to work when your kids went back to school so you can just decide not to right you can just decide not to. Yeah. You can decide to do it in October or January or never. Right. So, so often we get an idea that pops in our head, whether it's a could or a, I'm going to go back to work and it sounds like a good idea. And then it turns into this burden and this pressure. And man, any people are walking at it around with tight chests, their shoulders yes. are up by their ears and they're tense. And you're going, hey, you've got the key. Yes. You can let the pressure off yes. and decide not to do that thing. Yes. And and I when just your think coulds become shoulds. Yeah, I think it's a powerful Ooh. reminder that yes, there's some things we all have to do. Listen, I don't enjoy changing diapers, okay? It just has to happen. Yeah. But we are more in control of our schedules and our to-do list than we're willing to admit. And I want to remind people, hey, you got the key. Right. You can let yourself out of that prison. Right. Can we be evangelists for just a minute about Marco Polo? People oh, younger man. than us aren't using it? Listen, my Craig, sit- are you are your friends using it? Oh, good. Say out loud. Family, my family's using it. My friends aren't using it. Not like guys. Or How old are you, oh, Craig? Twenty-seven. Okay. Oh my. Uh, here's the thing. I said Does your my, girlfriend use Marco Polo. Yeah. Yeah, of course. My she's sister. Perfect. My sister's like, I don't know. I said seventeen. She's yeah. actually not. She's like twenty-one. I don't even know. She's somewhere young. None of them use it. And she always wants to FaceTime. 
And every time she's FaceTime, I'm like, I'm changing a diaper. I'm like, now is not the time to FaceTime, Whitney. And so I sent her this very nice text message back. It's like, hey, feeling so cool. Yeah, yeah. Because I know the latest technology, Craig. Uh, It's called Marco Polo. Whitney, let me help you learn about the iPhone. I was like, Whitney, have you heard of Marco Polo? It's this great app where you can send a video and like get back to me later. Right. Because I'm thinking, I don't ever have the time to to FaceTime when you want to FaceTime. Right. (laughs) She wrote back, true story, LOL, everyone in their 30s and 40s loves that app. (gasps) Whoops. Rude. 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 It's because we're busy, and We're Whitney. so busy. It's we- so convenient. Every morning while I'm doing my hair or my makeup, I am listening to Marco Polo's and responding. Unless I forget. And then you text me uh, and you say, was- Annie, check your Marco Polo. I'm glad you wanted to go there because I was about to. I was like, I sent you 47 congratulations on the New York Times. Three. And she literally did not respond to any of them, Craig. And I was like, oh, well, she... Got on the Times and also got on a high horse <laughs> and decided we're not friends. I'm better. I'm, 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 now I have a rhythm in the mornings when I'm getting ready. So we'll I'll Marco Polo you in the morning. Um, <laughs> we just need everyone to love Marco Polo. It's so much easier. It's great because you can tell a whole story to someone's face and they can tell you a whole story back. And, and you just get back to each other later. Yes, you don't have to talk in real to. time. Yes, it's, it's great. Yeah, But it's so much faster than texting. Nobody has thumbs that fast for as much no, as stories we no. can tell. The way you and I tell stories, there's not a world where I can text that. I'm like, I just need to see I mean I'm I Marco pulled a friend that I that we are newer friends and I was like hey I know we just met I just have to tell you the whole story and I can't text that to I'm you I'm just going to invite you to Marco Polo accept yes. this invitation <laughs> right. don't freak out when all your contacts appear just That's it's right. part of the process That's just right. go with it ignore them until they talk to you right. hate to tell you they saw you join too <laughs> um well I love take back your time I Thank told you, you I read it I am moved by it I'm I I am a big seasons person and so as we're entering into fall technically I'm really inspired to be thoughtful and to make sure I end this year the way I want to and I start next year the way I want to. So thank you for writing it. I can't wait for our friends to read it. Oh my gosh. Um, The last question we always ask, you know this because you've been on the show, uh, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Christy, tell me what sounds fun to you. Ooh, every, this is so cliche, but I don't even care because it's just, it's true. Everything fall. All the things. Really? So like the sweaters and like the... the We've I've still got, got like I've, two months till we get to our sweaters. I've got like... I know. I just keep willing. I've got my whole house is pumpkin candles. And my, my son was like, yes. why does our house smell so good? I was like, because buddy, <laughs> it's, it's time. Fall. Yeah. It is time. So yeah, bonfires and s'mores and yeah. football Saturdays. Please let there be football Saturdays this year. Like oh, just, yes. Just fall. And Man, you're I'm a, a Southern UT girl. person, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm I mean, I, I feel like UT is going to start rebuilding. Hey, listen. True Vols fans, every year we say... This is our year. Uh, and listen. I stand by that. Everybody Every says year. that. And Alabama is the only one who's right. So <laughs> 1998. Bring I it. I got a shirt that says play like it's 1998. Oh my gosh. I love it. Play like it's 1998. That's so funny. The good old days. Oh, the glory days. I love it. Well, when Georgia plays Tennessee, we should make a little wager of some sort. You want to? I'll mark you about it. What's Marco? I'll respond. <laughs> I will immediately respond. Um, well, I love you. Thank you for doing this. I'm so uh, glad we're friends. It was so fun. Thanks, Annie. Thanks for having me. Oh, you guys, isn't she the best? Oh, my gosh. I love her so much. So smart. So many good ideas. Hey, make sure you pick up your copy of her new book, Take Back Your Time, and follow Christy so you can tell her thanks so much for being on the show. I love when y'all thank our guests. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Have a great couple of days. And we'll see you back here on Friday with my friend and one of my favorite leaders, Carrie Newhoff. See you guys then.